Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Dr. O'Malley is with us. O'Malley is with us. Hey, Doc. Doc, you got me? Hey, yeah, I'm here. Sorry. That's okay. How are you? I'm good. Very good. Uh, the Pelicans lost last night to Christian's Oklahoma City Thunder, which is fine. Zion Williamson did not play again last night, which I guess is okay, too. I saw some people upset online and trying to figure out why he's out there, like, throwing down thunderous dunks before the game, which I realize dunking is not the same as playing. a little different than playing. Understandably so. But I'm like, if you're healthy enough to be out there goofing around, it is probably a little frustrating to people who are Pelicans fans. Yeah, his staff just hasn't cleared him. I don't know what the holdup is. But. Um, any idea on that one, Doc, what his uh, road to recovery is? Because this has been... I mean, first of all, Wes, Zion, put him on your list. Yeah. Wes is going to make a list of fat basketball players. Um, But anyway, uh, I don't know what the deal is with him, but this is really uh, bizarre, and I'm sure with all the money they've spent, this is probably not what they had in mind. Yeah, I mean, I know he did have, what, a couple years ago, he had that meniscus tear, and that's why he was out most of the season. Uh, I mean, I think a lot of it, like you said, he's a very large human being, and he's putting a lot of stress on his body, and there's probably a big component that if he were to lose some weight, um, that should actually help prolong his NBA career. Um, but that's, I think, probably the big factor in this, is that he's, he's just a large human who's putting a lot of stress on his body. Can we so, talk baseball? All right, go ahead, Christian. So we need to get him to a city that isn't as good to eat in as New Orleans. Yeah, I don't I mean, do you – probably. What's, yeah. I mean, what's where, the worst what, what NBA city? What city would you send him to in the NBA that the food's not as good? I mean, New Orleans food's great. So Yeah. Um, I don't know if San Antonio comes to mind because I'm thinking about Charles Barkley talking about all the big women down there. Yeah, <laughs> Mexico, all that good Mexican food down there may not maybe be good. like maybe like Utah. Like oh yeah, that's a good healthier. one. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Maybe send them to Utah. Maybe the they can get them on more of a healthier diet out there. That's yeah. probably a good place for them. Well, and you know, I don't know. Uh, I don't know about the food, but he's definitely going to drink less because it's not uh, not as welcoming out there. Yeah, so maybe that's where he needs to be traded to. Maybe the Jazz can can get him back in, in shape. Is uh does training at altitude or living at altitude impact your uh, weight loss at all or your calorie burn? It, it shouldn't. Well, initially, what it will do is you will work harder because your body is not accustomed to the lack of oxygen when you're training at altitude. That's why guys um, and female athletes go and train at altitude because it actually causes you to create more red blood cells, and that's one of those like uh, EPO, which is actually a body as a and it's a, essentially a hormone that you make that generates red blood cells. Right, it's, it's illegal to use, um, that people would use that as a performance-enhancing drug. Um, so one way you can help increase your performance is to actually go to altitude. So initially, yes, it probably would help you lose a little bit of weight because you're working harder, but then the weight component to it is not really going to change much from an altitude versus just sea level. Yep. Jared Wagner, co- our coach told us yesterday that he has a uh, – was a Hairline fracture in his left thumb. Hairline fracture. And he did this uh, Tuesday – Doc, uh, he was diving into third base, and he said at first it was just a jammed thumb, and then I guess they got x-rays, and it's a hairline fracture. Coach said he's 50-50 on playing Friday. Can he play with a hairline fracture? Yeah, I mean, if they're saying that and, and they're 50-50, I mean, it means it's not they're really not very concerned about it at all. So they may just try to tape it up, and it's probably they're not worried about it displacing at all, and it's really just can he tolerate and play at a high enough level to be on the field. So it's probably not a big deal. It's just really probably how he feels and whether or not he can get back out there. Is that painful? Yes. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Fractures hurt. I mean, people come in all the time. They're like, I'm like, yes, you broke your leg or you broke your shoulder. Like, this hurts. 
Uh, broken bones hurt a lot. Now, some people just, everybody tolerates pain differently. So some people will come in and like, yeah, it's not bad. But other people, yeah, it can be pretty, pretty excruciating. In your experience, who uh, handles pain better, men or women? Women. Yeah, safe, safe bet. Yeah. Good answer, good answer, doctor. Particularly, particularly like older women, like women, like the generation of like 70 plus, they're like some of the toughest women out there. Yeah, uh, it's, uh, that's been my experience. What do you do for a pain as far as this? Is there something to mask the pain? No, you don't want to mask the pain. You just want to kind of keep it at bay. So you can try anti-inflammatories, um, and just that's really all you would do. You wouldn't do any narcotic pain medicine. There's no benefit in that. Mm. And so you're not trying to mask it. You're just trying to make it tolerable is really what you're going for. There's no further risk of injury, I assume, by playing? I mean, there's always further risk of making it worse, yes. Um, but if it's really that minimal and the question is is was it diagnosed on an x-ray or an mri so if, if you don't see it on x-ray you're pretty safe it's probably not going to displace uh, if you can see it on x-ray it's definitely more it's a bigger crack in the bone because you can see it on x-ray mri is more sensitive so if you find it on mri but not x-ray it's probably a lot safer to let them play with it in that because it's not dis- it's not displaced enough that you can even see it on x-rays how significant or what type of injury has to happen to a hand for surgery to be involved yeah, so we operate for two reasons um, when you talk about bones. There are really two main reasons. There's one that we think the fracture is not going to heal. Most fractures heal in the hand except like the scaphoid bone uh, is one of the little carpal bones in your wrist. That's a high risk of not healing. And so that gets a screw most of the time when that breaks. And then the other reason we operate is because the bones are displaced and we're trying to put them in a better back to where they're supposed to be. So unfortunately, most fractures need to either be um, they're, they're probably going to heal, but that's the thing. Most fractures are going to heal. If we're doing surgery for them, it's to get them in a better position so they heal where they're supposed to be and not where they're displaced to. Gotcha. Can uh, this uh, – it's going to heal on its own, right? How long will it take before he's back to normal? Yeah, so fractures heal in six to eight weeks. If it's just a little hairline fracture in four to six, he's probably back pretty much to normal. Okay. That's good. By postseason, he should be uh, back swinging it uh, okay. Uh, with it being his left hand, uh, uh, catching the ball. I mean, think about that, playing uh, left field, that thumb. Every time that ball hits in that pocket, is that going to hurt? Yeah, that's where he just tries to need, needs to try to catch it in the pocket and not on his thumb. <laughs> that's really going to be him making sure he's lining up right. If it goes right in the pocket of the glove, there's not, there's not as much direct blow right to the thumb as it would be if he catches it on the inside of that glove hand. I was thinking about uh, – I was trying to do the math there. I was like, I have a left hand. I a glove over there. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. Um, he gets bare hand everything, Wes. Just catch everything in his bare hand. What about uh, Tiger's working his way back too, Doc? And uh, Coach Van Horn has told us that it will be later this month, and I'm assuming that you don't go full bore. I guess they said in the last week or so he started to th- throw some breaking stuff maybe to – Try to get back into it, which is an indication that he's getting closer to being fully back. What What's your anticipation for his entry back into play? Um, so yeah, I mean, it just takes time with that strain. I mean, he he's been out since what about the beginning of March? Is that right? Somewhere around there. Is that when Tiger went down? Sounds about right. Yeah, I think six it was weeks, somewhere yeah. around then. So we're right about five or six weeks out. I mean, strains will take that long, and it must have been on probably a grade two, grade three, because those take that long to heal. Kind of a grade one 
won't take this long to heal. And so it probably was a little more of a worse strain. And then from there, you're just trying to make sure they get stretched out and they get back into baseball form so you don't re-injure it. And so you don't want to rush them back too quickly because you risk just re-injuring it and then he's out. And that's where you see, like, in major league players, these guys will get these, these last strains and then they're out, but then they come back they come back too quickly and then they're out for another six or eight weeks. Um, and so you'd much rather be conservative and let him slowly progress back and try to push him back too quickly, particularly this time of the season, so you can try to have more for the end of the season and allow him not to re-injure this because that's the big concern with these strains. Yeah, he is throwing now, and I think I heard it 80% he's throwing, doing the bullpen, and they're just kind of slowly building him back up in, in hopes of having him back at the end of this month. Doc, uh, we had a question for you on the first Arkansas Bank and Trust text line. Please ask the doc if an untreated dislocation of the knee could cause lymphedema over time. Um, I mean, that's, a, that's not a very common a knee dislocation. Very few knee dislocations are left untreated. But I guess it could um, if it's putting pressure there. Um, but there could be other factors that can cause that lymphedema in the leg. Any treatment I can do to reverse it? Um, there's some compression. There's experts that help treat lymphedema. That's not what we do. So the lymphatic system, right, lymphedema is where you have extra swelling in the lymphatic system. So what the lymphatic system does is you have your vessels, but the fluid will get out of the vessels, right, your arteries and your veins. And so the lymphatic system helps get that fluid back into the vessels. And so lymphedema is where essentially the lymphatic system is, is overwhelmed with fluid. Um, and there's actually experts out there that treat lymphatic problems. Um, and so they can do compression. There's other different treatments that they can do, but that's kind of out of the realm of what we normally take care of from an orthopedic standpoint. Wes, did you know what lymphedema was? No. Okay, good. It's official now. We have all learned something today now. All three of us have learned something today. Um, You're Chris- welcome. Christian, what did you learn today? Tell, tell the good doctor. Uh, Thad Mata was coaching at Xavier now. No, Butler. Oh, Butler. Learned yeah. It. yeah. You okay. learned two things today. Um, I also learned, Doc, I did not know this. And Did you know this? That the top team in each division plays top teams from other divisions when the rest of their division doesn't get assigned those same types of games? I had no idea that that was a thing. I did not know that. In the NFL. I didn't know it. Yeah. Look at that. We taught the doc something, too. Thanks for clearing I mean, up. That would make sense why you, have, why you have some of these games the next year, like yeah. these really good games of the top teams. I, I didn't know that that's why, how they schedule, but that makes sense. Well, the really good news is Wes told me that the Saints have the easiest schedule in the NFL next year, which really makes me happy. Um, and thanks for clearing up lymphedema for everybody. I mean, I obviously knew what it was, but a lot of people didn't. So thanks for making that so yeah, clear. Exactly. I like the way you described it. I wanted it, to make sure everybody else knew. Well, you're, yeah, yeah. You're, you're articulated a lot better than I would have, but I knew exactly what it was. No big deal. Um, Doc, thank you so much. If you want to get a hold of the good doctor or any of his colleagues at uh, UAMS Orthopedic Clinics, same or next day, appointment availability at 501-526-1046, uamshealth.com slash orthopedics. Docs, thanks. We'll talk to you in a couple weeks. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. All right. Very good.